like if you allow these commercial properties to have residential dwellings on top, it creates extra job opportunities and extra spending in that actual commercial area as Absolutely. well. Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, all of a sudden you might have, you know, Glenorchy's main main road area turns into another North Hobart restaurant strip. Going one, going quiet, no. Alright guys, welcome back to The Property Pod, your weekly engagement into real estate here in the Hobart Marketplace. I'm your host as always, Aaron Horn, and it gives me great pleasure to be back at the desk with John McGregor and Patrick Berry, real estate agents here at 414 Property Co. How are we boys? Glad to be back. Always good to be back. Looking sharp, J-Mac and Pat, I've got to say... Is that some new merch that you're repping? Sure is. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about that? I, I'm repping this old school number. And, uh, yeah, I want a piece. Big, yeah. I want a piece. What's going on? Oh, I thought, you know, we sell real estate. Why not sell clothes? Yeah. <laughs> I know. I love this. Because everyone wants to pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> we actually have a new website going live in about a week, hopefully. I know I've said it a few times, but we are at the end, aren't we, as You're the media guy. I actually think um, day of release of this episode hopefully will be hopefully day will release. be day release of the website so if if you're listening to this um jump on 414.com.au and fingers crossed you'll see something new something sharp um something that's hasn't been done here in the hobart marketplace yeah we've got um, a couple of really cool features that are exclusive only to the new website and hopefully it'll be a bit of a game changer in the hobart marketplace i'm really excited for this site to go live well, I'm just, I like the idea that it's actually um, information driven. Yeah, so mm. we'll leave it as a little secret there for people. But yeah, in addition to that, we thought it'd be fun to add a merch store. I was going to say, <laughs> we do promise the new edition isn't that we're the only property company selling merch. <laughs> it is a bit better than that. We need but to come up with our own bubble dolls and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> oh, well. please your, don't get me started, John. favourite stuff, man. <laughs> No, it would be very funny, um, yeah, to be like, oh, we've got this brand new thing for the marketplace. It <laughs> yeah. is. You can buy our stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, there, look, we've worked on making some cool stuff. You've even had the uh, shoes that you had, the Shucks guy. Uh, yeah, custom 414 Nikes will be available for sale online. Yeah, so yeah. So there's, there's a thing. And then I think we're planning on running a competition uh, once the website opens, where someone else can win a custom pair of Nikes, and yeah, so we got that in the works as well. So a few exciting things coming up soon, which is going to be awesome. Plenty, plenty happening here at Four One Four Property Co. Don't worry about that. Um, yeah, actually, last week's episode was another absolute cracker. We've had some really good feedback um, on the last two, so yeah, we've really hit our straps for 2022. Everybody seems to be on board the property pod and having a great time. Mm. Mm. Last week we mentioned that we're going to do a little follow-up. We actually led in and planned ahead. Uh, today we're going to talk Which about... Which is, is red. <laughs> Begin yeah, yeah, yeah. with. <laughs> Mate, so yeah. New year, new us. Yeah, look at, look at us go. We are just kicking goals. So, yeah, tell us about today's plan. We're going to talk about medium density uh, builds and uh, what benefit they could have to the community and, and Tasmania. Yeah, so obviously last week we were speaking quite heavily about ways to ease the housing pressure and options that are becoming available or... Sorry, it wasn't, they're not available, but proposed options of how we can help, you know, increase the density of housing and how we can create more opportunities for people to live in. Give it a bit more of an affordable approach. Mm. Mm, mm. And then by fluke, the Glenorchy City Council actually put out a survey to all of the business owners in the in the municipality and mm. it sort of flowed quite nicely, I thought. Yeah, with the idea that because it was the, to have all the commercial spaces allow them to build up into residential, is that right? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. So we talked about it on the show before that we feel like instead of the classic urban sprawl where you've got to provide, you know, road services, sewerage, mm. water, it's a lot better to do urban backfill where you feel yep. 
property, like build a unit in the backyard of another property. Mm. And so, and allow that to happen in the the denser areas, so around the Glenorchy CBD, the Moona CBD, areas where it's already got all the services required and mm. can handle that extra workflow. Absolutely. This, yeah, this survey that's come out is sort of that one step extra. It talks about potentially creating, you know, additional residential dwellings over commercial buildings. So yeah. taking advantage of Main Road and that sort of um, transport corridor that is Main Road Glenorchy all the mm. way through to Hobart. Well, I think um, if you actually look at it, it's already happened in some buildings. Mm. So in the where our McGregor First National Office used to be at 83 Main Road, um, the the bottom section was always built as a commercial space, uh, space and upstairs was residential. Mm. So it actually had a bathroom, laundry, all that kind of stuff. We renovated out of it because we needed it to serve differently. And a lot of those buildings along that street all actually have a residential section already done. And so then, like, just thinking about like using that as the example, if you look then behind the car park there, a lot of the um, properties in that unit complex are behind it. Um, there was the Salvation Army or there was a there was a place that's been knocked down recently that mm. looks like that's going to be turned into apartment block with um, multi-storey apartments there. So yep. I guess this proposal is saying, like, this is something we want to have available of, you know, people living on top of each other or mm. using the space up rather than the space out. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, what do people think of this? Well, I think it's a great idea. Like, at the moment, you know, we talk about Hobart growing and people trying to commute in and it's a painful sort of scenario to get into the city. Mm. Why not create opportunities sort of in the outer suburbs? So, you know, your Glenorchy, your Moona, your Bellarive, where you can have higher density living in those areas. Absolutely. And yeah. then create them on corridors of transport so that they can get back into service the city. So, you know, building multi-storey apartment complexes in Bellarive where they can use the new ferry system to transfer into work mm, each day. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It just makes a lot more sense than trying to live in the suburbs where your only option is to drive 20 minutes Constantly. into the city yep. and then you got to, where do you park? What do you do there? And mm. how do you... Just well, just that? like the price of fuel at the moment, even just like kind of looking into that, that's a whole other thing. I know yeah, speaking with yeah. a staff member here, they were saying, oh, what you on the weekend? Oh, I actually just stayed in New Norfolk because I didn't want to like have to drive and use up all my fuel. Mm. Like mm. it was just one of those things where it was not worthwhile leaving because it's costing me over $2 a litre kind of thing. Mm. It's just insane to think like – it actually reminded me back – do you remember back in the like high school days where you'd – Someone, oh, yeah, oh, can you give me a lift? Can you give me a lift to McDonald's and then oh, I'll, pay <laughs> I'll, I'll pay your petrol, man? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's coming back, but we're all adults with full time jobs. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Isn't it sad? Yeah, yeah. Well, and one, um, if you remember the conversation we had with um, Christy Johnson at the time and Erin McGoldrick, we had them on the. Yeah, they were talking about the Glenorchy City plan. That's it. And so she was. I don't actually, I wasn't invited to that conversation. Well, <laughs> listen to your own show, man. <laughs> 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 we. We, well, I caught up with them one-on-one because um, I've got a property in Barry Street, which is that one right opposite Woolworths and the Rugby Oval, etc. Yep, I don't think that'll be Woolworths. Not much longer. Much longer, oh, yeah. Really? Well, there you go, as it is today. Um, <laughs> John's stressing now his value's going yeah, down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't sell, sell. Uh, they, we had a chat around because that, that zoning is in a residential now, most a few of those properties on that street have a unit at the back, but we actually we actually caught up with the idea of, you know, I'd tear that house down and you'd do like a three-townhouse structure mm-hmm. um, for the exact same reason that they're talking about. It's not going to be possible, unfortunately. Um, however, their vision was all those little individual houses uh, would potentially change. She'd take all that down all those old council ones 
and you'd rebuild it into this sort of me- medium density um, element that we're talking about because it would obviously make the suburb look a lot more appealing in terms of its you know modern modern feel um, and those particular houses don't really have any heritage relevance so it's not like you drive past that and go oh that's a beautiful throwback to old architecture mm. um, and it also serves that element where it is on the transport corridor and you're getting you know sort of multiple dwellings into this same section rather than just one house yeah right i guess in the center of glenorchy that seems to be the big one for me thinking about it is like we just need more dwellings for the more people like as you say like the, this is the first time there's ever been population increase in tasmania mm. Mm. um so yeah the more people we need more dwellings people are finding it hard to find rentals uh, etc so I, I know this is a it's a election year so there's all these promises coming out like I, we could talk about the um, football stadium if you want yeah, yeah. but like there's i heard another promise on the radio of you know they promised there'd be three thousand homes built in this time but that's going to triple to over nine thousand it's like oh my god like we're just going to keep building and building and building mm, mm. but is it just an empty promise that's never going to happen or like i know this is only a survey we're only talking hypothetical but oh yeah it's yeah, yeah. it's great to think that they're reaching out to businesses and saying like what do you guys think of this because it's something we'd like mm. to look into mm. but it's flow and effect from there as well like if you allow these commercial properties to have residential dwellings on top creates extra job opportunities and extra spending in that actual commercial area as well so you know all of a sudden you might have you know glenorchy's main main road area turns into another north hobart restaurant strip where you've got little takeaway extra coffee shops like things that people can come down and And utilize and spend money on in that suburb or even if you think of like the elizabeth street mall how that kind of used to be, the central hub, if you come up now towards where all that uni accommodation is, which is, again, medium density, mm. people mm. living on top of each other. And there's like a whole new little sub mini kind of, I don't know, like the a little, Brunswick Street kind of thing. The amount of restaurants, mm. exactly right, between up. yeah, between the block up from the mall to where the uni accommodation is, yeah. is crazy. Yeah. There are so many new little takeaway restaurants or little sit-in-dining sit, sit in dining restaurants, then coffee shops and just services and bars and restaurants, like bars and clubs and stuff in that little area. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's crazy. Like, if, like I'd say three or four years ago walking through there, there would have been like maybe three restaurants now. It's like blown out to like 12 mm-hmm. and they all seem to be doing quite well and it all seems to be kind of this really happening space. Yeah. yeah. So then, yeah, it's kind of moving or the sprawl of that moving out towards um, kind of, yeah, mm-hmm. more businesses and more um, life in these other CBDs, mm. your Mooners, your Glenorchies. And then, you know, hopefully if you build it up, you know, the good old saying, you build it, people will come. Yeah. And then from there you've got opportunities like farmer's markets or community, organi- like, things happening over the weekend to bring mm. life into that space as well so that people can, you know, they may not have a backyard to enjoy, but if you create enough things around mm, mm. that people can go to, it still creates that sense of community and that, you know, enjoyment of a weekend and also, too, the less reliance on car transport. Mm. That's a big one. The, I mean, when we were, um, when before Shake a Leg, there were a couple of odd restrictions even around the commercial spaces. Uh, when um, the coffee shop that's next to it, like that Shake a Leg was getting installed, when the original applications were getting done, they said that we need to provide something like 10 to 15 car spaces. Otherwise, if you don't, you have to pay like $30,000 per car space you can't provide, yeah. which is an insane rule. Like it didn't make any sense because there's a giant car park right at the back of it. So I hope in part of this review, they look at a lot of these restrictions that they're placing on small businesses, even around car spacing and what you can can't do with the space. They're just like right, right off those rules where how did you even come up with this concept? Mm. You know, the idea that a coffee shop that holds 10 people needs 15 car spaces, like 
Huh? It's ridiculous. Yeah. So I, I'm really, hopefully this is another, you know, a genesis to help obviously change a lot of those rules as well that allow a lot of businesses that are trying to get in to be a bit more flexible. Mm. And if you can have a building that has both commercial space, residential space, that really opens up the opportunity where people can fund that, invest in that, and make it sustainable over the long term. Mm. I guess I'd never even thought about like it from the parking side of things, like it's all that other logistics stuff, but like just to be the um, cog in the or the thorn in the side, like what would happen? How would they deal with stuff like that? Well, and if, that is, yeah. If with the parking aspect? Yeah. Mm. Like, well, I think that's the beauty of having this higher density is that parking then becomes less important. Yeah, so but, yeah but uh, like I guess I'm thinking of like you add 12 people up above this building living mm. there, they still probably will have cars. Like where do they end up going? Exactly. Like I guess you've got to put in car parking. An allocation. Well, like, you know, an example, this is, a, a, you know, uh, an, one example was a, a client of ours in King Street when that when the Woolworths car park was developed at the side, what they ended up doing was they allocated one space to each of those houses on that little strip. Yep. Because obviously some of it was taken out. So within the actual commercial car space is allocated a residential one for those houses. Yeah, yeah. That's not exactly a perfect solution, but it's a damn hard problem for to solve. Uh, it, yeah. It like I guess like if, it just if, if a real-time problem, as you were saying, what you were saying is like, oh, hold on a sec, there's a bit more to this than just being like, oh, this sounds like a great idea. Yeah. <laughs> just obviously why there's, like, there's so much to it. But, yeah, just, mm, just as an idea we would like to, to address and talk about. But I think, the, the, I, think we, I think we're all excited by the idea that rather than sitting there throwing out these giant subdivisions that gives you a very small number of houses realistically compared to what we need... I love the idea where you are converting the um, those centres right on the on the transport hub, utilising those spaces way more effectively than mm. just having that house sprawl again right in the centre of the. Those yeah, suburbs. well, we're doing it here at four one four at the back car park yeah. that we've purchased the house that was directly behind the office. Mm. Originally, it had one property on it. We mm. pulled that down. We're putting three properties onto it as mm. well as parking for the actual office itself. So we've repurposed, you know, a nine hundred square metre block of land. And create a parking opportunities for our team here at the office, and housing and housing opportunities where it would house one family originally with a three bedroom house. Yes, we're doing. We'll have nine bedrooms across three properties. Yeah. So yeah. all of a sudden we can you know house two more families in a in a smaller denser area. Mm. Which are, you, are you saying you're going to move all your staff into the houses out the back and run a little sweatshop? Here? <laughs> yeah. No one's leaving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> You can have a day off once you're seven. <laughs> you get the day after you sell a house off, and then you're back to it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's funny talking about all this parking and stuff because the one thing I know we discussed the um, this seven hundred and fifty million dollar sports stadium uh, proposal, which is, seems like another really great um, election promise to kind of be like, yeah, we want to do this. Devil's Den. <laughs> I think it's gold, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Something like that. But it looks awesome. Looks amazing. Like, um, but yeah, one of the things. We just said like, oh, where's everyone park? Like, it's a, it's a strange, like um, it's yeah. Well, this particular enough. stadium is a thirty thousand people stadium, mm. like which is fine if you're a tourist in town because the beauty of the stadium being built in the centre of Hobart is that you can fly in, stay at a hotel, walk up to the stadium. Yeah, perfect. But realistically, how many people have a thirty thousand that go to the game mm. are going to be interstate people? There's going to be a oh, large no. chunk that are local. 
where do they park? How do they get to the stadium? Mm. But I did love like the idea of building it out over the water a little bit and having the ferry system, which well, seems to be running well. Yeah, and so it talks about that in its proposal. So yeah. obviously, you know, the ability to come from the eastern shore across to the stadium, which is great, yes. and obviously the ability to walk in from town, which is fantastic because there are a lot of car parks in town. But what about all us people out here? Oh, and what about gross. those train lines? Why Jeez, is, what? what? Look, talk about a perfect opportunity for that northern suburbs That's rail to come rad. back. It goes straight past <laughs> the stadium in past. question. Absolutely. yeah. But yeah. It's, I feel like recently that was just given the big nicks and they just said, no way, that's never going to happen. Mm. I don't know why the haters hate yeah. it. <laughs> uh, it's very bizarre. I think that, but I think one thing I heard was that it was the cost of like fixing that up to, to be appropriate. It's like, but what, we're going to throw 750 million dollars at a sports stadium? Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it seems like a very good. <laughs> I think I saw Christy Johnston um, speaking of her previously on the show, mm-hmm. having a real kind yeah, of say yeah. like, come on, guys, like, yeah, 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 this could be spent way better. Mm-hmm. But, be but awesome we want a Tassie AFL yeah. team, so it has to happen, Aaron. Exactly. <laughs> look, there's, there's, look, there's kick-on effects of something like that, and I'm sure it would bring some great things to the state, but, yeah, there are also lots of other – I feel like a real wet sock on this episode. <laughs> oh, yeah. I've kind of just <laughs> been throwing – just been like, no, this seems like bad boys. Like, well, let's not do it. <laughs> I'm all for, yeah, I'm all for um, Tassie and it kicking goals. Yeah, but, and look, in the end – we're we're saying look we want more we want more housing effectively for those that are wanting to get in here or those that are here, and we look we're just saying and we want better transport and we want more entertaining opportunities. We're not asking for much, are we? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the, look, in the end, like you said before, Aaron, like that one little question is like, hey, have you thought about where everyone's going to park? You and know, that's it. And I think always, with any coming. survey, flow on problems are discovered. Oh, but at absolutely. least having the conversation now. Mm means that there's opportunities to fix these things. Yeah, absolutely. And it's better to be having a conversation about opportunities like this than to bury your head in the sand and say there is no solution. Mm. We need to build more subdivisions. You like, just need to go... Well, yeah, you need to live at Baghdad. You need to live it, you know, well, further was, out because well, that's my, the only option. And one of my... I was caught up with a friend last night. She's in Sandy Bay. And the, one of her neighbours, he's been in this house. It's like a three-bedroom, big place. Um, uh, he's been in there for years. He's about, like, say, around in his 50s or something. Yeah. Um, and he's been on a, he's got a really good rent, and he's obviously he's just really frightened at any time that the owners are going to double it to market rent. Um, but at the same token, too, he's too stubborn to want to leave a three a giant three bedroom home when he's on his own. So the the thing is, too, is he'd be it, he would fight tooth and nail not to have to sit there and relocate out to like a suburb, you know, way way out where yeah, the yeah. only place he could be. Um, where because he's obviously supported by rental support and a bunch of other um, government measures, um, but there's no way in hell would he ever want to be re- relocated out to an urban urban centre. Mm. Sorry, a um, suburban thing where no services are. So it's it's kind of like the thing we talked about last week with the home share and the people kind of once they sell it and they have to give their cut back to the government. It's it's really hard to put yourself out of the oh. like your moral compass kind of. Gets a bit uh, wonky Skewed, when yeah. things like that happen. Like, I'm sure he's not sitting there thinking, like, ah, oh, man, like, you know, I've got plenty of space for these other people. They could come into it. Everyone's kind of still looking out for themselves. And Yeah. Well, I yeah. think, and the bigger problem you've got as well is that for people that have lived here their whole life, they feel like, you know, Tasmania is losing what it is because yeah, we have so many yeah. people relocating from the mainland. Mm. And being able to adjust to the new Tasmania is hard for some people. That's fair. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, there's like a, a sense of entitlement that we think mm. we're owed. 
Yeah. yeah, not really. We were just we're just lucky that we've enjoyed the lifestyle we have for the time we have. Unfortunately, things change. And look, there's so many different ways you can look at this, and there's no right or wrong answer. I think mm-hmm. the key takeaway is that a conversation has started, and that's probably the most important thing. Yeah, definitely. No, yeah, hopefully they're obviously moving these in a way that hopefully is going to start commanding action now. Mm. Yeah, no, look, it's good. It's kind of just nice to have a free-form conversation about it and, like, yeah, a, a quick prompt from an email last week. We've kind of sat on it and thought about it and mm. thought about things and it's just amazing that in this conversation I kind of went from one side of the coin to not the other but just kind of like, oh, that's something I hadn't thought of. So there's yeah. always um, other things yeah. to think about um, and, yeah, that's why they pay the smarter people to do that. And <laughs> not us. I just <laughs> press these buttons and, uh, and act like I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, look, we appreciate everybody out there that listens to the Property Pod. Thank you for joining us every week. It's great to be back. Uh, we'll be back next week and, yeah, we'll just see what happens. See you next All time. Right. See you, boys. See, see you. You have been listening to The Property Pod, recorded and edited by 414 Media House in conjunction with 414 Property Co. This podcast is general information only and the thoughts and views expressed is the opinion of our panel and listeners should always seek their news, their own investigation into any topic we discuss to ensure they fully understand their own situation. It does not constitute and should not be relied on as purchasing, selling, financial or investment advice or recommendations expressed or implied and it should not be used as an invitation to take up any agent or investment services. No investment decision or activity should be undertaken on the basis of this information without first seeking qualified and professional advice.